This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. We bring to you Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, guys. How you doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. I imagine you are doing well too. I was curious, obviously it felt like a must win game yesterday. Was there anything that you saw from a play perspective that gave you particular encouragement rolling into the playoffs? Oh, I just think the guys knew how important it was. I mean, we'd give, uh, you know, got ourselves in a great position to be able to play in the final week to, uh, uh, you know, to win that home field advantage, get the number two seed. Obviously you, always gunning to be the one seed, but certainly, uh, you know, to end up where we ended up uh, getting to play and control our own destiny and, uh, you know, have the chance to ultimately uh, uh, obviously play the first game at home. And if we can have success, play a second game at home. So, and then we'll see if if we can keep going. But uh, uh, certainly I think uh, the team played well uh, for the most part, the entire season. I think we're gelling at the right time. I think yesterday we overcame a few, uh, mistakes, but uh, we're able to ultimately play a very sound football, both sides of the ball. I thought Dak and the offense moved the ball very well uh, throughout the game. Uh, other than the one tip pass that got picked, uh, uh, you know, it was a uh, you know pretty perfect game in terms of how the offense played and defense the same way. I thought they played well. Uh, you know, but Washington team's always going to give you fits when you go to Washington and play. Coach Rivera, wish him nothing but the best. He's one of the uh, really top coaches to uh, coach in this league and uh, have nothing but respect for him. And he always has his teams prepared. And I just felt like it was a big win for us. You're talking about the offense. How impressed were you by the offensive line play in this game? And how are we feeling about the potential for Tyler Smith in the playoffs? Yeah, I think it was just a great performance. Two young guys, college free agents stepping up. Coach Solari's done an amazing job getting those guys prepared. Uh, you know, Jerry and I were talking to him before the game. He had complete confidence, uh, not only uh, in T.J. Bass, but also uh, Hoffman. And, uh, you know, they just stepped up and, and, and did a great job. Felt like Dak had uh, uh, time uh, most of the game. And, uh, uh, you know, it's great to know you have those young guys coming uh, in your organization. But uh, certainly feel like, uh, obviously, we'll only get better when you get a, a Zach Martin, who's an all-pro, and, uh, get Tyler Smith back, uh, you know, the line should be back full force and ready to go uh, to start the playoffs. So feel really good about that. And I feel really good about uh, Tyler uh, being able to play, uh, you know, against the Packers uh, at AT&T Stadium on uh, Sunday afternoon. 
I, I know there's a, a lot of different areas, Stephen, that you could kind of point to, but uh, what are the biggest areas that you've seen this team evolve and get closer to kind of the ideal uh, team that you you guys wanted to see, you and McCarthy wanted to see? Well, I think the bi- biggest thing uh, yesterday was to see the running game really uh, come around. Uh, thought Tony Pollard had a great game. Thought Rico ran the ball well. Uh, really thought, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, played, you know, really sound, uh, well-rounded football in terms of uh, all the phases of offense. Certainly Dak and CC continue uh, to play at a high level. Uh, Ferguson uh, making plays as usual out there from the tight end spot. And then, of course, the rest of the receiving core stepping up and making plays. So, you know, I, I do think this offense still can get better as we start our playoffs here. And, uh you know, feel really good about it. On the defensive side, I thought we did a, uh, you know, good job stopping the run and uh, uh, certainly, uh, you know, had our signature turnover plays. Uh, certainly Bland stepping up again with a yeah. uh, a big pick uh, uh, there uh, to end the drive for uh, the commanders. But uh, in general, I just think this team's heading in the right direction. So, Stephen, I know you just mentioned you play Sunday afternoon against the Green Bay Packers. That game will be broadcast on Fox Television and here on 105.3 uh, you're home of the Dallas Cowboys, your division champs, Dallas Cowboys. Are you happy that it's a Sunday? Last year, you guys had the Monday night game, if I recall, against Tampa Bay, which then gave you a short week to get ready for San Francisco. Do you like having Sunday where you get the full week to prepare and then most likely, I'm assuming, a full week for uh, the next game if you guys advance? Absolutely. We're really pleased with our time slot. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, you know, playing on Fox there, uh, I think they uh, really, uh, insist, you know, really wanted to have us uh, as their game, and uh, playing on a Sunday afternoon, I think it gives us, as you said, the full week, a normal week to prepare, and uh, then a normal week again uh, to prepare the next week. So, uh, I think it's an optimal uh, spot to play. Uh, I think it gives our fans plenty of time to get ready for the game. Uh, you know, the 3:25 kick, so they'll have plenty of time to get out uh, to the stadium and get ready to. Uh, uh, give us that home field advantage. They've been uh, so uh, so amazing in terms of uh, the atmosphere they're creating at AT&T Stadium, the comfort uh, that our players and our team have uh, playing at AT&T Stadium. It's certainly a, a home field advantage for us. And, you know, the way it's uh, played out, it's certainly where we play our best football. Talking to Stephen Jones right here on 105 Through the Fan. I, I know Brandon Aubrey has been incredible, incredible, incredible. Was there ever? Don't you any, do this? I just did do you not. Get, did you get nervous for just a second when after the block field goal he clanged one off of the post? Did you get nervous at all after that? Not at all. I mean, this guy's got the great nervous system. Uh, you know, if anything, sometimes it's better <laughs> to get that one out of the way uh, because uh, you know I think even you know we play the the network feed uh, in our suite as well, and I know. Every time before he kicks, they show up there that he hadn't missed a field goal all year. And uh, you wonder if the jinx is coming. And certainly good to get that one behind us and move on. I would like to have seen him get that NFL record. I think that Vanderjack uh, held of 37 for 37. But, uh, you know, he's just amazing. You know, coming from the soccer field, to, uh, you know, probably ultimately going to be the all-pro kicker this year for the NFL. Uh, you know, what a great story. And, uh, I know our team does. I know our coaching staff. I know the organization has complete confidence uh, in, in him that he's going to 
make the kick when you have to have it. Uh, we were laughing there in the box that maybe we just need to back him up to about 50 yards every time. And, uh, <laughs> he seems to kick it even better the further out he gets. But uh, it's an amazing success story and complete confidence in him. How are you feeling about Gilmore's health here? Feel really good. I mean, uh, you know, he's the ultimate pro. Uh, he knows, uh, uh, you know, how to get himself prepared. Unfortunate that, uh, you know, that shoulder came out, but they were able to get it back in. Uh, we certainly had the MRIs this morning and feel like, uh, you know, he should do nothing but improve and be ready to play uh, against the Packers on Sunday. Kevin thinks that if a shoulder pops out of socket uh, and then they just put it back in and he says he's good to go, that's just the craziest thing in the world. What's the craziest injury that you've seen somebody just go back out on the field and start playing that with? Well, I've seen some guys with ACLs that they didn't know they had them and they thought they twinged their knee and they go back out and they play and then they what? their oh. knee's unstable. <laughs> I think Michael Irvin actually did that and figured out, boy, something's not right here. And, uh, uh, you know, the will to want to play, the will that these athletes have to want to compete just uh, amazes me. But, uh, uh, you know, how uh, ready they are to get right back out on the field. Certainly, I know Tyler was doing everything he could to play this week after tearing his plantar fascius. But, uh, uh, you know, it's ama- I'm just uh, amazed. I think, you know, one of the toughest guys we've had through here is Tank Lawrence. And, uh, uh, you know, he just doesn't miss. And uh, he fights through injuries. He's a, you know, he's he's an amazing athlete and has an amazing desire to compete and play at a high level. But, uh Hats off to these athletes who play through uh, pain and injury. Absolutely, man. They're different. They uh, they are built different, that's for sure. Now, I, I did hear Jerry uh, yesterday talk a little bit about like the mentality going into this game and what they did, all the preparation, all the prep work. How much does that change, I mean, from regular season to playoff for this week and this week's focus and, and what these guys have to – where their their minds have to be? I just think uh, everybody knows what's at stake here. It's a, you know, single elimination. Uh, You win, you move on, you lose, you go home. And uh, I know our guys know what's at stake here. Uh, We know, uh, you know, uh, as Dak, uh, I read where Dak wouldn't even put his NFC championship hat on because, uh, you know, his his sights and his goals are on a whole lot more than winning the East. So uh, these guys know how important this is. Uh, I know it'll be preparation as usual, but the intensity and the focus, uh, I think it'll be uh, undeniable, uh, you know, as you move around out there around the star this week. Uh, uh, certainly uh, our guys are focused. The st- Mike and his staff have them focused. And, uh, you know, I expect us to play at a high level. That was his specific quote after the game. He goes, I'm looking for something a little bit more, which I really, really like. Uh, did you guys consider – quarantining Zach Martin so we could be done with this illness that seems to have been going around this team for like three weeks now. Y'all have had people that have gotten knocked out or knocked down with that illness. Well, it's, uh, you know, it has moved through the locker room. Hopefully it's coming to a close. Uh, You know, we, uh, we offered up to, uh, if if we needed to keep Zach away from the team to have a plane uh, fly Zach home solo, but, uh, (laughs) Uh, you know, I think he probably got through, unfortunately, the rough part of it, you know, earlier that day and, you know, throughout the game, hopefully he was getting a lot better, which he was, uh, you know, once they were able to get him the proper meds and the things he needed to get well. So hopefully uh, we're going to put that in the rear view mirror. That was unfortunate. Uh, no one wanted to play that game more than him. Uh, we've had players, as you said, 
their mental toughness is supreme. I mean, uh, you know, certainly Micah played with a, uh, a flu bug. His had started to look, you know, the day before on a Saturday. And, you know, these things do get better. And he was able to get out there and give an amazing effort to play. And I know Zach was wanting to do the same thing. But, unfortunately, he was on the – he was uh, his was going the other direction and just didn't feel like it was in his best interest or our best interest for him to be out there. Cowboys fans are stoked today after a dominating victory, the NFC East title. Y'all have now had three straight 12 and five seasons. All of those are super positive things. But the other side of it is, does that mean anything without the matching playoff success? Well, everybody knows that's what we want to accomplish. And I think that was reading between the lines. That's what Dak was uh, certainly has his eye on is success in the playoffs and, uh, you know, we got a little taste of it last year when we beat the Bucks, but not near enough. And uh, I know, uh, you know, I know what our guys have have their eyes on. The organization uh, has its eyes on, and that's to be world champions. But it's one game at a time. We got to start with the Packers. Certainly, uh, Mike's playing against his old team, and uh, that'll that'll have some uh, certainly some spiciness to it, if you will. But uh, it's one game at a time. Uh, this. Uh, Love uh, playing for the Packers, playing quarterback there. He's had an amazing uh, first year as a starter, and uh, we're going to have our hands full. So we've got to be prepared. We've got to go out and execute and, and play if uh, we want to win. And appreciate the time as always, and hopefully we're continuing this journey next week as well. Hey, great being on, guys, and uh, look forward to a big week. There you go. Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones right there. Two things, Corey. They think Gilmore is going to be good to go, and this is offensive line, full force, and ready to go for the start of the playoffs. And it sounds like they feel pretty confident in their backup offensive line right now, at least in the those yeah. guard spots. You know, they feel like they got the work done there for potential future. Wow. Like and Dak it. wants to win. Dak did the – he did the Dirk, right? <laughs> he did the Dirk where he was just like, I don't want that trophy. I have one of those trophies. And if you're curious, tickets yeah, they give trophies out for. Well, them? I mean, it was a hat, but even still, the, the it's like a trophy. Uh, Detroit hung a banner I'll up tell for you it, what, dude. If they would have spelt it backwards and upside down, he would have won. He would have won. Oh my god! We're the KNC masterpiece right here on hey, 105.3 Danucci The Fan. Coming up next, Saxon. Dallas Cowboys thank you notes. Who gets a tip of your cap after a blowout return to form? 877-881-1053. Let us know. We'll do it next right here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On the fan. Prescott under center. Play fake. Boot to the right. Throws it to the right side of the end zone. Tolbert, a nice step inside the defender. And Jalen Tolbert caught it for the Cowboys touchdown. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. You're home of the world champion Texas Rangers and NFC East divisional champ Dallas Cowboys. Playoff tickets for Cowboys Packers will go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. And they want everyone to wear white for the game. So tomorrow, 10 a.m. for tickets or 
you could go to Buffalo Wild Wings on Friday in Frisco off of Preston, register to win a pair of free Cowboys Packers playoff tickets. Why? Why is there a specific reason? White? Are they going with white jerseys, and that's why? Like, is that the new start? Okay. Security. All right, guys, it's time. For I feel the- like they could go with white or navy blue. They had a you had a fifty percent chance of getting that one right. Okay. There's still going to be people wanting to wear their navy blue jerseys. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. I agree. Or that, that don't have a white jersey, and they're like, I'm going with the navy blue. I remember they wanted the same thing when I went to the Cowboys Seahawks playoff game. Okay. In 2018, we were supposed to wear white there, and it worked out perfectly. I don't think you what happened that. in that game. Cowboys won. In your face, Kevin. Then they went to the Rams and gave up 750 <laughs> rushing yards and lost. This day and for all times, what I will remember the most about that game is I'm sitting right next to Mike watching that game. First play, the Rams run for nine yards. He looks at me and he goes, we're going to lose. Yeah, and, and they did. <laughs> so. the first play. All right. Dallas Cowboys. I'm pretty funny. Thank you, Notes. 877-881-1053. Who deserves a tip of your cap after yesterday's performance? Actually, if we can Wanted to throw it to cut number two because this individual not only forced the fumble, he recovered it as well. Howell under center. He's going to give the ball to Robinson, plowing up the middle. Crosses the 30 as the 31. Cowboys say they got the football. The Cowboys do say they got the football. And I'm waiting for somebody in stripes or polka dots (laughs) to say they've got the football. Everybody else is wearing solid. Ruling on the field is a fumble recovered by Dallas. First down. It's a fumble. Wow. <laughs> okay, hold wow. On. Hold on, Alec. That's Can the middle you... child in the Brady Bunch. Thank you. When it's no time to, to change. There's time Shane to change. For calling you... him out. He sounds like me. Can you play that announcement from the official more time and Brad Sham making fun of him? Ruling on the field is a fumble recovered by <laughs> Dallas. First down. It's a fumble. Wow. <laughs> That that's awesome. Good stuff. I would like to thank the Cowboys last year for sitting out the last game of the year because it didn't mean anything. And for Washington to go, man, this Sam Howell's good against a minor league football team. Yeah. Let's go with him for a whole season. Not a bad. So I would like to thank last year's Dallas Cowboys for sitting out. So Washington could have a non NFL starting quarterback for a whole season. It was the long game. They were playing the, they were playing the long game. If we have to play him again next year at the end of the year, we'd love for Sam Howell to play against a real NFL team. Yeah. From the 915, thank you to the Cowboys for not leaving the NFC East title in the hands of the Giants. Way to get the job done. It was weird watching that score when it got to 24 to 0. And I'm, I'm thinking, all right, well, I guess we'll win the division either way. But this is not how you want to go into the playoffs, I would assume. Yeah, and I don't, you're, they're right. I don't want to leave it in the hands of the Giants. Like, they can, they there's can no reason that they want, they needed to do that for anybody other, other than like their emotional support system. From the 806, thank you to TJ Bass and Hoffman for the depth. Also, Hoffman's got some nastiness. He was finishing blocks all game. Yeah, I feel like he was one of the reasons for a fight. Maybe it was with, uh, with Sam Williams. In, in training camp, uh, he was one of those reasons because right. he was kind of one of those nasty after the play kind of guys. Uh, so yeah, maybe that's one of those cases there. I'd like to send a thank you note out to Tony Pollard. The mm. catch that he made in the first quarter, I thought was awesome. And I know like everybody is really kind of worked up about how many yards per carry he has and everything. And I just I know he's part of the game plan. I know what he's done 
as a pass blocker, and that's been a very big part of his game this year, especially since the Cowboys said, hey, we're, the best way for us to get this game done with quickly is come out here and throw, and they did. Like They decided they were just going to throw, but that catch that he made, he went up and grabbed it out of the air and came down with it, and I thought it was great. And I'd like for him to continue being part of that because we know what he is as a receiver. Even Jerry Jones told us uh, when we talked with him the other day, hey, I actually am a little bit surprised that he hasn't been yeah. more of a a, a a combatant in the the receiving game. So I, I hope that that's uh, something they can add to this. But uh, thanks, Tony Pollard, for putting that out there yesterday. From the 903, I hadn't really considered this. Thank you, Carson Wentz. Uh, for helping facilitate the result of Rams 49ers yesterday, I'm assuming. So you get the Packers instead of the Rams, and now I guess you wouldn't play the Rams until the NFC Championship if you got to that point, and then that would be a home game. Okay, so there, so there are people out there that are scared of all the other opponents is what you're saying, Kevin. I'm scared of the 49ers, mm-hmm. but that's the only one in the Me NFC. Too. Okay, All the other ones, Cowboys beat. Cowboys are going to the NFC Championship game for the first time since I was a senior in high school. 1995. I want to thank Deron Bland again for not only getting that pick, but now leading the league in interceptions. Good job by him. Yeah. He'll still finish fourth or fifth, maybe, in defensive In interceptions? No, in defensive player of the year, but... Still impressive. Is Mike about to finish second for the third straight year to three different people? Who's he losing it to? Miles? Miles Garrett, I would assume. It stinks. But all people care about is uh, is sacks. That's the only thing they care about. Yeah. Not the other stuff that comes along with it. Miles Garrett had a better year <laughs> than Deron Blake. Oh, but what about Mike? But also, like, very clearly cl- better than Mike? No, no. Very close. I, I think that, unfortunately... It'll probably go to Miles Garrett, but I do think I think we're going to finish second in Defensive Player of the Year and second in MVP. And I shouldn't I say we. That. I didn't do it, but Dak will finish probably second in MVP voting, uh, and there'll be a wide margin there. But he he's going to finish second, and then you'll get second in Defensive Player of the Year. Now let me ask this question because here's my thank you note and then a question. Thank you note to CD Lamb. Like maybe you are bet maybe you are the best receiver in football. Maybe you are. Do you think that yesterday's game, did he end up with 12 for 90 and two touchdowns? I thought he was 13, 13. 13. So on he 13 targets. Okay. What? Yeah. Go look at it. It do, was 13 on 13. Do you think he did enough slash McCaffrey and Hill did not enough the last three or four weeks of the year that maybe CeeDee Lamb would be offensive player of okay. the year? Let me see. What do you, what do you value more? Because if you're just looking at CD and Tyreek, okay. because before the Dolphins game started, CD Lamb was on track to win the Triple Crown for receiving. That would have given him the award. But Tyreek Hill has 50 yards more and one touchdown more. CD Lamb has 16 receptions more. So just like position for position, what do you value more? What makes it more impressive? Yards one after won the division and the other sitting there as a wild card team. That is no, I, true. I should, that shouldn't be just the only reason, but I was just Steady trying to make a better case. Ahead of Tyreek after yards. After yeah, he is, too. Kevin. That's why I went with that number. Um, I or get that stat. The, the start of the year, right? The first five games, especially after the San Francisco game, there was no way CeeDee Lamb was going to be in this conversation. Yes. And Tyreek Hill had blown everybody out of the water at that point that everybody just assumed we had the conversation. He didn't get there, right? Tyreek did not get the 2,000 yards. 
we thought he probably would with about four to five games to go is when we had that conversation. Yeah, the last five games, he didn't have 100 yards received. So I'm just wondering how much does that first impression carry over? I'm not saying four. that Tyreek Hill doesn't deserve it, but I do think if C.D. Lamb won this award, he's deserving of it. I, I would still I guess McCaffrey. Like, all that being said, okay. I'm not trying to take away from C.D. Lamb because clearly he's been incredible this year, but I, I still think McCaffrey – because what they usually like to do is consolation prize for not winning MVP, right? And I just, CeeDee Lamb hasn't been in that conversation, whereas Christian McCaffrey has. So I think he'll win Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying about McCaffrey. I wasn't considering him because I was just thinking about the race with Tyree sure. Kill so much. But I, I know Steven said he wasn't concerned about it, but thank you note to Brandon Aubrey for making that late 50-yard field goal. Because Why? I was having Brett Maher flashbacks. So all what he did all season long how good doesn't was, matter to how you. How good was Brett Maher before the end of the year last year? <laughs> I know he wasn't perfect, but he was pretty darn good. I mean, he was kicking butt last year, remember? And then he was kicking. No, remember he was kicking like in the San Francisco game. He kicked the ball and it went to a guy's butt. <laughs> I'm not saying they would have done anything, but if he would have totally completely shank that 50-yard field goal, you wouldn't have been like, oh, crap. I would have I said it, obviously, it's that crappy stadium. It's Washington. With their stupid you know? turf. And, yeah. yeah, and the way that the, the whole, and, their, and that stupid mascot they have and everything, yeah. Would you rather be seven yards away from a field goal kicker kicking that big football into your butt, <laughs> or would you rather, like, be playing tennis with, I'm just throwing out a name here, Serena Williams, and she serves the ball, so it's a smaller ball, but she this happens in tennis, not a lot, but a little bit in doubles. She misserves it and smokes you in the butt with the tennis ball. Corey, so what would how you how am I turned around butt to her? Because you're playing because doubles. Because you're playing doubles with her. Oh, okay, that's what gotcha, that's gotcha. how sometimes your teammate accidentally hits you in the butt in those two sports. So I'm just wondering which one, if you had like a wheel of misfortune, mm -hmm. you either have a professional tennis player, I don't know, from 25 feet away not very far away yeah and then you have a professional football kicker from seven yards away smoke you with a football i'm gonna go i feel like i don't know if i'm right about this okay i really don't i feel like surface area ends up taking more uh uh of the 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 the, the hit off of me so i feel like football is gonna hurt less now i don't know about this i might be wrong if I get hit with the point of the ball, it's oh, probably definitely going to hurt, yeah. especially in certain areas, like right between, you know, that area we call the lup. You know, it's right between the butt and the thigh. It's the lup. Uh, what does that don't worry I've, about that, man. I'm seriously asking. Don't worry about that. The groin area? No it's, that, no, it's like where your butt meets your thigh, you know, in the backside, oh, Mike. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. So th that, that's, that spot right there is kind of sensitive. Women um, like that, like part hanging out of swimsuits. But now. I feel like uh, the tennis ball, when that hits, like that's going to hurt. You know, like that's going to hurt. I think I'd rather spot. have the football too. Yeah. I think I'm the, the, I want more space. I'm sorry. I've gotten really distracted trying to look up what it's that a, means. It's a saying a friend of mine, like right after high school that I knew used to say, he used to call that the lup and the dupe was something else. Okay. So don't worry about it. What'd you that, call me? I've heard the, I've heard the FUPA, but. No. Not, oh my gosh. That's the front You part cannot say that. Kevin. Can you not? No. Really? Are you sure? No. All right. I want to don't say it again. No, I just want to push it just well, for fun. Well, it's too late now. Sharif's been pushing it for fun. I want to. Really? Yeah. I want to give a thank you note to Peyton Hendershot. 
not only for the punt block, but also for jumping while he jumping over somebody. That was good. I know Greg Olson hates fun and thinks you should what? stay on the Why ground. He, fun? he says that every time oh, when well. Ferguson does it, when Hendershot did it, he was like, stay on the ground. Why? I think it's neat. Just keep going. Yeah. I think Jordan Lewis. I know earlier on that yeah. play, Kevin, we that we heard the Oh, it's because did Samuel catch the ball and jump for no reason? That's is that talking about Greg Olson because no, 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 no. his foot landed that, out that of bounds. That is true. That did happen. But no, when Hendershot did his leap, he's like, "Stop doing that. Oh. Stay on the ground." Because mm. okay. yeah. he hates fun. I mean, he got a blocked punt. I'm happy about that. Yes, I do think absolutely. you find out who chest catchers are when the ball is thrown at their, your face, and you have to jump in the air to make sure your chest catches the ball. <laughs> Like you can catch it with your hands. It's literally right at your face. And like, I don't know how to do that. I just like I like catching it like a baby three year old. <laughs> I would like to go back and thank That's how Jordan Lewis some more. Catch it. Because Jordan Jordan Lewis has had these moments uh this season where uh, you know he was called upon to take on this role, right? To take on what might be a, one of the more difficult positions in right. on the defensive side of the ball and being a slot corner and having to, you know, all these guys can go different directions and do all this stuff. But he's never hesitated to be a dude that will put his nose in there and make a play, try to get the football. I've always appreciated that about his uh, desire to, I guess, not make business decisions. Sometimes it does, you know, end up hurting him. But uh, he gets the fumble, and I think he's he's got one of those attitudes that I just kind of like having around on the defensive side of the ball. I was gonna throw out a thank you note to Micah Parsons as well for getting sack number fourteen. Remember. Year the his first year thirteen last year thirteen and a half and he picked up another sack and he was like I just don't want to be stuck on right. thirteen and he got up to fourteen. Isn't he on the edge of getting a personal foul call for being upset about the possible holdings against him? He goes in on those refs. I'm a lot. really hoping that it doesn't happen in a big situation because now you're in do or die games and a fifteen yard swing where you get mad and you get mad at the person holding you and you take a swing at them and that might eject you from the game. So I'm like, I'm feeling like I thank you also to Micah Parsons. Unbelievable. One of the best players in the NFL. He seems to be in the last three to four weeks on the verge of getting a unsportsmanlike conduct, whether yelling at the ref or whether getting in a fight with the guy blocking him. And we just saw how 94 ride that pony, Randy Gregory, screwed us over in playoff games because he's like, I don't care about winning. I only care about myself. And I'm not saying that's Micah Parsons, but now in these playoff games, I understand you need to plead your case at times to the ref. If this guy does this again, you have to call it. It's not fair. But he's. I'm just hoping that he doesn't lose his temper or cool with the person holding him and throw a punch at the guy Yeah. or – it's a big second down play, and then all of a sudden it's a first down, and it carries into a touchdown, and then we're mad at Micah Parsons, our best player on our team, because he lost his cool in a playoff game. I think it's a fair point, and I understand people are like, yeah, but he's not getting the penalty call. I get that, but I, I don't know if this is the way you're going to change the ref's mind, and I'm I'm a little worried about that because he's – been getting more and more frustrated i understand why but i want to avoid that did you notice how it actually did work out well in this washington game the next play after they had to break up micah parsons and shlomo glickstein on the other team i don't know his name is the next play washington 
uh, was it against Brooks where the guy kind of led with his helmet? Oh, yeah, and it looked like he, he might have tiny grazed and, him. And I'm not sure. Like, it, that just looked like a football play. Yeah. But I think the refs were trying to send a message to both teams. This game's out of hand, yeah. as in the score. You guys don't care. Your season's over. This team is just trying to get this game over with so they can get to the playoffs. We're going to throw a little bit of a BS flag here to try to settle both teams down going, we'll throw a flag the rest of the game for unsportsmanlike if it looks like you guys are going to try to take cheap shots. And so it was actually, it worked out well in that case for Micah, but I'm just getting a little bit concerned that we're going to have an unfortunate penalty against him for unsportsmanlike conduct. Piggybacking off of Micah, the individual, the defense in general is they lead the league in pressure rate 43.3%, which is absolutely amazing. But it had just one sack in each of their last, I think it's four or five games, which is a third fewest in the league ahead of just Washington and Arizona. So not the company you want to be in, but four sacks yesterday. I thought it was impressive that not only were they getting pressure, they were finishing those pressure plays off. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, now, it's expected against Washington. Uh, that's fair. Uh, I now do it against Green Bay. You know, like that's where yeah. that's where you, you go make that statement now against Green Bay. Maybe you get the holding calls this week. Man, if they start getting those holding calls, holy moly. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, and it's time for some Mike Likes It. Okay, so this should be fun. If you are a Rangers and Cowboys fan, obviously we're the home of the world champion Texas Rangers. We are home of now the... East division winning Dallas Cowboys this year. So this is a good year right now yep. for uh, us. It's a good year for you, the Tolo. It's a good year for hopefully Dallas sports in general come playoff time. So we're getting ready now for a new playoff run. And we just got the most magical playoff run in 12 years in DFW since the 2011 Dallas Mavericks, the 2023 Texas Rangers. I cried this morning. And here's Alec, what I cried about. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Seeger. A swing and a high drive. Well hit right field. That has hit a mile. That ball is history. A mammoth home run for Corey Seeger into the upper deck. And the Rangers grab a 1-0 lead in the top of the first. That was game seven in Houston against the Astros. So this morning I got on my Peloton and I knew I didn't have a lot of time. So I just wanted to kind of get about a 10 to 15 minute ride in before I had to come to work. And on YouTube, they have a condensed version of all the playoff games the Rangers played in. So this morning I decided to get ready somewhat for the Dallas Cowboys. This might sound a little bit weird, but follow me, Rangers and Cowboy fans, because I'm going to ask something of you. I decided to watch game seven of the Astros and Rangers. And you know what's interesting is it was just a few months ago, Corey, but it's amazing how much you forget yeah. about each individual yeah. game, what happened in each individual game, and the nervousness, the excitement. It all got the emotions all got brought back to that game seven in Houston. Yeah, you're living in that moment and you get really excited about a play, but you're still nervous that so anything could change this game at any moment. Not until it's over with am I going to like think that it's done. Yeah, and so I want that feeling again, right? And so, yes. Cowboy fans, hopefully you're also Ranger fans. I know that there's some of you that only like football and it's the only sport you like. God bless you. I'm not saying you, you should like other sports. But there's a majority of people listening right now who are also Ranger and 
Cowboy fans. There are about 700,000 Rangers fans for sure, at least, that That's we saw. That's true. So here is my challenge to Kevin, Corey, Alec, Carter, all the Tolos. I'm going to do this every day, and maybe I'll post on Twitter. I try, honestly, not to post on Twitter anymore. I still look at Twitter. I just don't post on there. Right. Is I challenge you to get ready for this Cowboys run, which I think they're going to go to the NFC Championship game. So I think we're going to have a good two to three week stretch of football, and hopefully it's five weeks. But here we go. I challenge you to watch a Rangers condensed playoff game on YouTube. They're approximately 10 minutes long. So this game seven, I believe, was 10 minutes and change. You can go to a World Series game. But that feeling that we had that we're chasing again, that October feeling and that November 1st feeling, go back and spend 10 minutes a day choosing a Rangers playoff game, whether it's against Tampa, Baltimore, Houston, Arizona, and watch it. And I want you to tag KNC Masterpiece, 105.3 The Fan, and you can tag me if you'd like, and I'll retweet it, I'll like it. But that feeling that we had in October and November 1st, we're hoping to have that feeling here in January slash February of 2024 with the Dallas Cowboys. So in a weird way, I'm challenging you Tolos, especially that like both sports, watch a game a day or at night whenever you have that 10 to 15 minutes to watch a condensed version of a Rangers playoff game and then post it on Twitter to us. 105.3 105.3 The Fan, us, KNC Masterpiece. And we'll retweet it. We'll like it. And so pick a game a night. It could be a loss. I'm probably this week going to watch game five against the Astros. That's the greatest baseball game I've ever been to and watched as a fan. I get the yeah. ending was miserable and yep. how much it hurt. But the emotions of that game was one of the most amazing emotional experiences I've ever had at any sporting event as a fan. They came back and won back to back. Yeah, they scored twenty runs in the next two games. After so that. I'm going to Twitch. What do what do the Tolos on the auto not Autoflex? Sorry, on the truckwreck.com uh, fan text. What do they think about this idea of every day just watching one 10 to 15 minute condensed version of a Rangers playoff game to get you ready for the Dallas Cowboys playoff run? From the 806, I watch Rangers highlights from their playoff run almost every day. I can't get enough. Uh, I'm already getting butterflies from the 214, uh, from the 817. Oh, easy. I've already watched the full broadcast of game five for Arizona at least a dozen times. And I think a lot of people are like, I'm, I went to, I was like, okay, I want to go watch a closeout game. And then I looked, they didn't win a closeout game by less than five runs. Seven, one, seven, one, 11, four, five, nothing. They blew out teams whenever it was time to send them home. And they did it like in a, in a very good fashion. So I'm kind of want to watch something a little closer, but I, I do want to relive that feeling. It's probably an Astros game that I really, because the hatred that goes in it. And I want to hate green Bay because I'm tired of green Bay's crap, you know, and all that stuff. So I kind of want that vitriol to be well, rocking with me here. Bad a mofo lady T is down for it. But then Swaggy Booty says, I'm not watching Rangers highlights to get ready for a football game. That's fine. So I understand that. I mean, you can go back and watch Dallas Cowboys from the 1920s or whatever when they actually won playoff (laughs) big-time games. Just kidding. It was the 1990s. But you can do that. I did that last year. So I guess the reason I'm not saying last year I watched a lot of the Cowboys that I loved their playoff games. 
to get ready for it. I even watched the Jimmy Garoppolo game where he played like trash and still beat us. And then, you know, so you kind of, you can watch certain things like, man, I didn't realize how bad he played and we still lost that game, but you can do that. I just feel like that moment for us fans, if you are a Rangers fan and Cowboys fan, we never get that feeling. We get it once every 12 years here in Dallas. So I was like, you can relive that feeling and then crave that feeling for this Dallas Cowboys That's team. exactly what I want. I, want I, I love, Kevin, the not only the game itself, the, the euphoria that comes right after it and everything, but it's the now we get a full week of thinking about how good that game was and the excitement of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, thinking about the next game. And that's what the way we I love that's one of the reasons I love baseball playoffs is because you're in the mix of it almost every single day. Every other day you're thinking about it. But that's what I that's that feeling of I have a whole week of thinking about what this game's gonna be like and could it go great for me? I mean it could go poorly, but I like the excitement of of the playoffs, man. It's fun. So I didn't know you were gonna bring this up. Okay. I'm actually ahead of the curve on this, is I kept Game seven of the ALCS and then all of the World Series games on my DVR. And yeah. over the last month or so, I've been like watching through them. Okay. And that, so I, I'm excited it, about this. And that's awesome. And I'm not telling you to go watch the two minute and 45. You can't. Right. Two hours and 45 minutes approximately of a baseball game. On YouTube, they have a condensed 10 minute version of all of these games. Yep. And it was just fun watching it. I just. I remember us jumping on Christian Javier and knocking him out in the first inning, but that feeling when you saw Corey Seager hit a 500-foot home run as the second batter of the game. I'll never forget And then Adola standing there for 10 seconds as his single hit the wall and knocked in Evan (laughs) Carter. I remember that, yeah. And then Evan Carter with the bases loaded because they didn't want to pitch to Corey Seager anymore, and he hits a a soft double down the right field line to really break the game open. And I'm just – Watching it, and all of a sudden, that joy and excitement is back in. I, it's in a weird way. I forgot Max Scherzer wasn't pitching well in the first inning and gets a big double play ball to get out of a first and third situation, or he might have been taken out of the game in the first inning. And that three run first inning wouldn't have felt so great. And then I think it was the third inning, and with 44 pitches into the game, Bruce Bochi. In a moment, goes. I just. I know you're Max Scherzer, but I'm, I'm just not with sticking you. with yeah. you. I'm going to go to Montgomery, and Montgomery gets a line drive. So it's not like he made a great pitch and he didn't get like soft contact. But luckily, the line drive goes right to Corey Seager playing up the middle, and so it ends the threat there for the Houston Astros. And then the Rangers completely and totally blow them out as the game progresses. But anyways, that's the my challenge to you. They also have local radio calls of the highlights as well. So if you want to yeah. relive that on those YouTube on those youtube sometimes they'll do it both sides they'll do a national call of it then they'll go to eric nadell uh making the call or or matt hicks making the call so anyways if you want to post to us on twitter during this week post the youtube ranger game uh that you that you watch the 10 to 15 minute condensed version i'm not asking for three hours also if you would like to take a picture with the World Series trophy, that is happening here tomorrow night. 4131 North Central Expressway here in Dallas. 
the World Series trophy will be here to take pictures with. I don't know if you can take pictures with them, but I assume so with Josh Smith and Josh Spores. They will be here. Jared Sandler will be here from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So if you've ever wanted to take a picture with the World Series Texas Rangers mm. trophy and a couple of Texas Rangers, you can do that tomorrow night here where we broadcast from. I'm pumped about it for sure. Do not touch the trophy. Don't do it. Do now that not. you know that Corey did it, do you kind of want to touch the trophy just a little bit? No. no. I mean, in in a moment where the know. Rangers let me, yes, but not where there's security and stuff around and I'm going to get in big trouble for doing You it. will get tackled, and it might be Jared that tackles you if you do that. So be careful. Jared's a tackler.